listening to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Kevin McGuire, your host here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Today is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019, and we have a lot of stuff to get into in today's episode. We do these episodes every Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a single episode on your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We also have an RSS feed, and once you're subscribed, please consider taking a moment to just leave a rating and a review. Not only do we appreciate the feedback, but it does help promote the show and help the show grow on those various podcasting platforms. We also want to make sure you are a part of the show. The best way to do that is to follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. Send us your comments, send us your questions, and we'll address them in a future episode. We also have a Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Coming up in today's episode, we're going to take a look ahead to tonight's release of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee's rankings, the final rankings of the season, before they make their ultimate decisions this coming weekend. Of course, we'll see where Penn State is ranked, and we'll see what you should be paying attention to as far as these updated rankings are concerned, because it's going to be pretty interesting. And that'll lead us into our second segment, where we talk about the updated bowl outlook for Penn State and what to expect based on the rankings that we could potentially be seeing tonight. A lot of things had changed since last weekend, but Penn State still has a pretty good outlook as far as the bowl is concerned for a spot in the New Year's Six. And then, of course, we're also going to talk about the latest James Franklin updates. I know it's a continuing story, but it's the coaching carousel season right now, and James Franklin's going to continue to be in some headlines and in some Twitter mentions along the way. So we'll address that as needed based on the latest information we have as of the time of this recording. So sit back, relax, pretend you're working if you're at work, make sure you got those headphones on, and let's get started with today's episode. I know I addressed this yesterday in the episode, but I kind of felt like I kind of did it in a rough fashion, kind of rushed through it a little bit. And I don't know if I was as coherent as I intended to be, but it is the coaching carousel time of the season. Things are going to be flying by at a very rapid pace as far as the coaching changes that are ongoing around college football is concerned. And as a Penn State fan, you're very well aware that James Franklin is a guy that will have his name attached to various rumor mills and discussions for certain positions. And I said yesterday in the episode, and I've said this before on the podcast, that I don't think there's a whole lot of reason to be concerned about James Franklin leaving Penn State. Now, yesterday in the episode, we kind of reflected on something that he, James Franklin said in his post-game conference uh, comments after the win against Rutgers on Saturday, suggesting that he was hoping that in the coming days he was going to have some word to kind of put to rest a lot of the rumors that are going to be out there with regard to his connection and interest, potential interest, in other coaching positions that are opened up. A lot of that followed up the rumors and discussions connecting him to having contact with Florida State regarding their vacancy, which it looks like Florida State has moved on from James Franklin for one reason or another. And of course, the USC job continues to be something that a lot of people are keeping a real close eye on and figure that if that job does open up, James Franklin would be an ideal candidate there. And I've said on this podcast before, I think if James Franklin were to leave for USC or even Florida State, he would absolutely kill it. I believe the way that he has done with Penn State, I think he would be in a very good position with either of those programs, and they would be very fortunate to have James Franklin as their head coach. 
But like I said, and as James Franklin kind of hinted at, it doesn't sound like that's going to be in the cards for him at this point in time. And it sounds as though we're moving towards the idea of James Franklin having an updated contract with either more years, more money, or obviously both uh, to secure him in Happy Valley for a considerable amount of time, I would imagine, because this isn't the first time he's gone through this process with Penn State, and I imagine it probably won't be the last. So on Monday, uh, following up some of the rumors and discussions about James Franklin, as everyone keeps an eye on him, Andy Staples, who used to be for Sports Illustrated, now he's over at The Athletic. If you don't follow him on Twitter, I highly advise you do that. But he put out on Twitter Monday evening, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have the tweet directly in front of me, but he he basically said James Franklin, he, he did confirm that James Franklin did have contact with an athletic director or leadership within an athletic department on Sunday, and that was Penn State, before he then went on to travel to the Giants-Packers game, I believe that was going on this weekend. So I think that's a very good sign moving forward, because James Franklin hinted at potential news in the coming days after the postgame uh, or during the postgame press conference after the win against Rutgers on Saturday. And then you've got this report from Andy Staples saying that James Franklin did meet with Penn State officials on Sunday. It doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. And maybe even by the time this recording comes out, I don't exactly know, but he sounds like we're going to get that contract updated information very soon. So obviously that would be good news for Penn State but real quick, on the coaching carousel, there was a pretty surprising development that happened on Monday with the sudden resignation of Chris Peterson at Washington. Now, I've always been a fan of Chris Peterson, and obviously Penn State went head-to-head with Chris Peterson a couple seasons ago in the Fiesta Bowl, a uh, big win for James Franklin and the Nittany Lions in that game. But Chris Peterson uh, decided to step back. He says kind of that he needs to recharge himself. He apparently... Uh, the game of the co- coaching college football has kind of drained him. And we've seen that from some coaches before, most notably with Urban Meyer. Uh, and I don't know if this is necessarily the same exact position, situation that we've seen with Urban Meyer, but I do think we're going to see Chris Peterson coaching again at some point in time. Where that is, when that is, I don't know. I don't know if he's someone that's going to be going into TV either, but I would be interested to see what he would have to offer. You know, if he wants to take a year off, uh, why not? I feel like uh, a situation like going into a, a broadcast booth, maybe not a broadcast booth, but certainly taking on the role similar to what Urban Meyer is and doing right now with Fox. And ironically, if Urban Meyer were to return to coaching and that USC job does open up and Urban Meyer is the next head coach at USC, that would be a pretty smooth transition maybe for Chris Peterson to get into TV. But I'd be curious to see what the future has for him in his year off. We've seen coaches take that year off, maybe even two years off, working in TV. Rich Rodriguez did it with CBS Sports Network. Uh, Chip Kelly did it with ESPN. Of course, Urban Meyer's done it twice now, once with ABC slash ESPN, and now right now with Fox, assuming that he's going to go back into coaching. I don't know if that's necessarily a slam dunk that Urban Meyer goes back into coaching, at least anytime soon, as so many people do seem to think. But I do think that uh, Chris Peterson on TV in 2020 might be a realistic situation. If nothing else, I would love to see him be a part of the the ESPN game film or the the coaches room uh, broadcast that they tend to do for their big games. I think he would provide a lot of insight and I'd be very curious to see what he would have to say. But that was a big surprising development out of the Pac-12 and you know there's a lot of coaching changes being made in the Pac-12 not just with head coaches but of course with assistant coaches right now too. Meanwhile USC is just sitting there 
And a lot of USC fans are getting a little uh, riled up here, <laughs> getting anticipation or anticipating something is going to happen at some point, but it doesn't seem to be happening. But that's probably good news for Penn State. And of course, one other note on the coaching front, uh, like we mentioned yesterday, Greg Schiano to Rutgers does seem to be happening, and that will officially be happening. I believe on, I don't know if it's on Tuesday, today, or tomorrow on Wednesday, they are going to formally introduce Greg Schiano as a head coach. So just something to keep an eye on. We'll see if he has any comments out there that are worth nitpicking to death, as I'm sure a lot of fans of rival schools will tend to do. Uh, interesting to note also the Boston College job came open with Steve Adazio. So I just like when to take note of when those somewhat regional positions do open up like Syracuse, Pittsburgh, you know, the Virginia schools, Maryland. I'm always kind of curious to see how that impacts Penn State. Uh, we'll see moving forward where Boston College goes with their head coaching position. Uh, just something to keep a mild eye on. Again, I don't know if there's going to be any Penn State coaches involved in that positioning opening up, uh, but I'd be very curious. You know, Joe Moorhead? Maybe leaving Mississippi State to go up to Boston College? Do you leave an SEC school to go to Boston College? I feel like that would be a good fit for him. And I've, I've said before, I think uh, Joe Moorhead at Boston College would be a really good situation and you know a good familiar position for him. Uh, and I felt like the Mississippi State job was a good one to take at the time. But you know, I just feel like more regionally, I think that might be more beneficial to him. So well, just throwing it out there, we'll see what happens. Anyway, guys, let me tell you about DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Tonight is a rather important night in the world of college football because we are going to get our final college football playoff rankings from the selection committee themselves before the conference championship games are played. Now, again, these rankings are supposedly put together from scratch after each week, and they'll do so again at the conclusion of the college football conference championship games that are going to be happening this upcoming weekend. But this gives us a real good sense on where Penn State's going to rest in the whole bowl outlook. But before we get to the bowl outlook in the next segment, let's take a look at the, what to expect from the rankings tonight and what to be paying attention to. Because, like I said, a lot of stuff happened this past weekend that could impact Penn State. But first, let's recap where they were last weekend. So last week, when the rankings came out, Penn State was sitting in the number 10 position. Not a bad spot to be in, to be honest with you. That's actually a pretty decent spot that put him in position to potentially play in one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. And we've outlined the possibilities before. The Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, and Cotton Bowl, very much all on the table for Penn State as far as last week was concerned. And a lot of that speculation had to go with the assumption that Ohio State is probably going to be playing in the college football playoff. And I tend to still think that that's very well going to be the case, regardless of what happens in their rematch against Wisconsin this upcoming weekend in the Big Ten Championship game. I still have Ohio State in the playoff, which of course means that the spot in the Rose Bowl is still going to be there, and the Rose Bowl will stick to a Big Ten team, and they will tend to take the highest ranked available Big Ten team that is out there. Now, I was kind of pulling for Minnesota to make their way to the Rose Bowl, but that's one of the first things we're going to keep an eye on. Where is Minnesota ranked compared to Penn State? And a lot of this is going to have to do with what team, where this team is ranked compared to Penn State. The first thing we need to know is where is Minnesota? 
very key to remember here that Penn State and Minnesota have the same 10 and 2 records right now. Minnesota has that head-to-head victory, but Penn State has some good quality wins. And as we saw just within the last couple of weeks, Minnesota and Penn State having the same record is not going to force the committee to rank Minnesota ahead of the Nittany Lions just based on that head-to-head. They have given credit to Penn State for having those extra quality wins that Minnesota hasn't really had. Now, Minnesota now has lost two of their last three games. So I'm going to guess that Minnesota, who was at number eight, is going to fall below Penn State. So I don't think Minnesota is going to be standing in the way of Penn State's path to the Rose Bowl. The big question is, where is Wisconsin going to be right now? Now, Wisconsin just smacked Minnesota on the road to win that division last weekend. So I fully expect that Wisconsin, also with a 10-2 record, is probably going to be moving ahead of Penn State. But how far ahead of Penn State do they move? Because if we're going under the assumption that Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten championship game, there's a very good chance. Well, that means that Wisconsin's going to have a third loss on their record. So uh, you want to make sure that that gap between Wisconsin and Penn State is as minimal as possible. If Wisconsin is one spot ahead of Penn State going into the Big Ten championship game, that probably bodes well for Penn State. If they're two spots ahead, maybe it gets a little bit more iffy because I don't know if uh, the selection community is going to punish a team in the conference championship game for going up against the number one team on a neutral field too heavily. So you want to have that gap as close as possible. If Wisconsin and Penn State are right next to each other, that's probably a good sign for Penn State. So just keep an eye out to see where Minnesota falls, where Wisconsin is bumped up. Again, I do think Wisconsin is going to move ahead of Penn State because keep in mind, they also have a win against Michigan and their win against Michigan was more convincing than Penn State's win against Michigan. They both have wins against Iowa. Um, So this is a, the resume wise, it's actually not too bad. It's not too far off. Now, Wisconsin does have a worse loss with that Illinois loss than Penn State's losses to Minnesota and Ohio State. But you go with the the, the, the common opponent, Wisconsin's victory against Minnesota, much better than Penn State's performance against Minnesota, which was a loss. And go back to that Michigan game, uh, the, the Miss Wisconsin victory against uh, Michigan, much more convincing than Penn State's win against Michigan. You can even throw in the Michigan State game as well because they both played, I'm sorry, they both played Ohio State. Uh, and of course, uh, Penn State did play Ohio State much closer. So I'm, I'll be very curious to see where, where Wisconsin moves up in the ranking compared to Penn State. Another thing to keep in mind is Alabama lost last weekend. So where's Alabama going to fall? That's another team that could now be standing in the way of a potential Orange Bowl berth, uh, as well as the Florida Gators because Florida had a really good weekend in their final game against Florida State. They just smacked the doors off of Florida State this past weekend on the same day that Penn State was really struggling to beat a Rutgers team that really should have been packing it in this season. Uh, That Rutgers team uh, put up much of a stronger fight than I think anybody anticipated. Now, granted, Penn State was not playing a lot of their key players uh, for various reasons, so that could come into play there. Maybe the committee gives uh, Penn State a little lenience there. But Penn State was ranked just one spot ahead of Florida this past weekend or this past week in the college football playoff rankings. I would not be surprised if Florida moves ahead of Penn State. And that would obviously make getting to the Orange Bowl a little bit trickier. Again, we'll talk about that in the next segment. But I also want to see where Alabama falls. Uh, I still think there's a possibility that two SEC teams play in the college football playoff. But we'll see if Georgia manages to move up any spots here. I think they're going to stay at four behind Clemson at three, and then LSU-Ohio State be one and two in some order. I don't know exactly which way they're going to go, although I think Ohio State's going to keep that number one spot. 
but Alabama was at number five. They're going to be out of the playoff picture for sure. But how far down do they fall? Do they fall below Penn State? I think if you start to compare those resumes, Penn State's got the much stronger resume on file there. So I think I think Penn State should be ranked ahead of Alabama based on the way that this committee seems to be evaluating teams and quality wins. Alabama has no wins against top 25 teams. Penn State has a few, including that win against Michigan. But how far down does Michigan fall? Michigan was 13 last week. Uh, they got smashed by Ohio State again. So I do think Michigan's probably going to get hit hard here. Uh, the question is, how hard do they get hit? And, of course, Iowa is still going to be in the mix there. Uh, Penn State will still have a win against Iowa, an Iowa team that uh, was number 17 last week, just put together another ninth win. Does Indiana creep into the top 25? I'd be curious. They're an eight-win team, but I don't think that they're going to sneak in there. But that would actually be very beneficial if Penn State can see another past opponent kind of creep in towards the bottom of the top 25. don't know if it's much of a difference maker there, but... Those are some things to keep an eye on. Where is Alabama fall? How far ahead is Wisconsin going to move ahead of Penn State? Assuming that they do move ahead of Penn State. It's not a given that they do, but I'm going to imagine that they do. If Wisconsin doesn't move ahead of Penn State, then Penn State is in golden position to get back to that Rose Bowl because they would be the next team in line as far as the Big Ten's concerned, unless Wisconsin pulls the stunner against Ohio State. If Wisconsin beats Ohio State, obviously that's a huge game changer for Penn State's bowl outlook. It probably smashes Penn State's bowl outlook entirely. But let's talk about that in the next segment because I do have some thoughts that are going around right now and I see a lot of the conversation that's going on. There's a lot of skepticism that Penn State's going to be in the New Year's Six Bowl game. I still think it's a near lock that Penn State will play in one of those bowl games. Let's talk about that in the next segment. Now that Penn State's regular season is in the books, there's a lot of speculation about just where Penn State is going to be playing in their bowl game. Now, we're going to find this out on Sunday, but I want to try and clear up a couple thoughts that I have had that I've tried sharing with you guys through the podcast and on Twitter because there still seems to be a lot of question, and it still seems as though there's a lot of speculation about just where Penn State may be going. It seems like there's a good range of possibilities, and really there are a range of possibilities. I still say Penn State is probably a really good pick or a really good bet to be playing in one of those New Year's Six Bowl games, whether it's the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, or the Cotton Bowl. However, there's a lot of people that seem to think that the Outback Bowl is going to be the locked-in destination for Penn State. So let's kind of go through some of these options real quick for you guys and kind of speculate about how these bowl situations are looking based on what we could potentially be seeing in tonight's college football playoff ranking. And guess what? Tomorrow, once we have the new rankings, we'll react to the rankings and we'll take a look at the updated bowl scenario based on what we see last night or tonight, I should say. But let's start going through these possibilities with the easiest path down to the the less ideal path, okay? The most ideal situation, I think, at this point, I, I think most people would agree, is Penn State going to the Rose Bowl and taking on either Oregon or Utah. We'll see how that all plays out. If Oregon beats Utah this weekend in the Pac-12 championship game, they're not going to go to the playoff, but they will go to the Rose Bowl. Utah's got a chance to go to the playoff, I would say, and I feel like they'd be very worthy of a chance in the college football playoff were they to win this weekend against the Ducks. So Oregon versus Utah or Oregon or Utah in the Rose Bowl, I think is the most ideal situation. It's probably going to be your best possible matchup as far as quality of opponent. And of course, the destination of the Rose Bowl, it's the granddaddy of them all. Now, it's the easiest one to figure out because if Penn State is the highest ranked Big Ten team 
out of the mix, assuming that Ohio State is playing in the playoff, the Rose Bowl is going to take the next highest ranked available team from the Big Ten, and that could very well be Penn State. The one team that could stand in the way may be Wisconsin. So if Penn State is the next highest ranked team after Ohio State playing in the playoff, then Penn State is going to go to the Rose Bowl. That's the easiest one to figure out right now. But what if Penn State is not the highest ranked Big Ten team? Well, Wisconsin would go on to the Rose Bowl. I don't imagine that Minnesota is going to be standing in the way. So Wisconsin going to the Rose Bowl is the one curveball here. Or, of course, if Wisconsin wins on Saturday against Ohio State, then they would be going to the Rose Bowl because they're not going to be going to the playoffs. So Rose Bowl is the easiest and most straightforward one to figure out as far as Penn State's bowl situation is concerned. Next one to me would be the Orange Bowl. Okay, I know a lot of people are focusing on the Cotton Bowl, but I'm going to go with the Orange Bowl first. Because this is also a pretty easy one to figure out. We know that one team in the Orange Bowl is going to be from the ACC. That's part of their tie-in. They're going to get an ACC team ranked regardless of whoever they are. So if Clemson wins, they're going to go to the playoff, but the Orange Bowl is still going to get an ACC team. Now, if there is another ranked ACC team, and could very well be Virginia under this scenario, that ranked ACC team after Clemson goes to the playoff is going to be locked into the, to the Orange Bowl. If there's no other ranked ACC team outside of Clemson in the playoff, then the Orange Bowl actually gets to choose which ACC team they want to have in there. They'll probably still go with Virginia regardless if Virginia happens to not be ranked after this weekend's game. But I think uh, Virginia is the very likely scenario here uh, for the ACC partner. Now, the other team is a little bit more complicated. The Orange Bowl takes the highest ranked team available from either the Big Ten or or the SEC. So whatever Big Ten or SEC team it ranked is the highest on the board after the Rose Bowl gets their Big Ten team, after the college football playoff gets their teams, and after the Sugar Bowl gets its SEC team, then the Orange Bowl gets to choose which team is left. So Alabama losing last weekend, I think complicates things because I think Alabama could very well be the highest ranked SEC team available for the Orange Bowl because I think LSU wins this weekend, so I think that puts LSU in the playoff. I think that'll knock Georgia out of the top four, maybe open up the door for Utah in the playoff. So that means that Georgia would go to the Sugar Bowl as the SEC's participant, and Alabama would still be sitting there, I believe, with a chance to be ranked higher than Penn State. I think that that would put Alabama in the Orange Bowl. But as I said earlier, I think Penn State is deserving and more worthy of being ranked ahead of Alabama in these latest rankings, just based on the quality wins that they have on their record. Uh, because Penn State has quality wins on their record. <laughs> Alabama's best win is against Texas A&M, who I think lost four games, five games this year. Uh, so to me, that's the one thing that we need to keep in mind here tonight, because where Alabama is ranked compared to Penn State could very well directly impact what happens with the Orange Bowl. But also, as I said, the Florida Gators, I think, are going to move ahead of Penn State, too. So I think the Orange Bowl is in much more jeopardy for Penn State compared to where I thought it might have been last weekend. Now, Penn State had smacked Rutgers around like they should have. We're probably not having this conversation. But because of the performance against Rutgers, I think Florida moves ahead of Penn State in the Orange Bowl pecking order. And I think Alabama's got a chance, just based on history, to probably stay ahead of the pack, too. So the Orange Bowl, I think, is in much more jeopardy, I think, for Penn State, which leaves us with the Cotton Bowl. Now, the Cotton Bowl is going to get the highest-ranked Group of Five Conference champion as one of its participants. It's very likely going to be Memphis. I think it could be Boise State, but I think it's going to be one of those two teams, assuming that they both win this weekend. 
Memphis is going to host Cincinnati for the American Athletic Conference Championship. Still a chance Cincinnati could win that game. Uh, so it, we'll see where those teams are ranked at the end of the night and, and of course, going into this weekend. Uh, but it's going to be either Memphis, Cincinnati, or Boise State in the Cotton Bowl. It's going to be one of those teams on one side. But the other spot is an at-large bid. Okay, now the, the at-large means that they can choose pretty much anybody they want. They could choose uh, another team from the SEC. They can choose Penn State if they're available. They can choose a team from the Big 12. I'm starting to think that the Cotton Bowl may be more likely to go with the team that doesn't win the Big 12 championship. Because remember, the Big 12 champion, if they're not in the playoff, they're going to be in the Sugar Bowl against whatever team from the SEC is there. So let's say Oklahoma wins this weekend. You know, Baylor could still be in the running for a spot in the Cotton Bowl, but Baylor could also drop far enough in the rankings to move them out of that picture. So that's why you got to pay attention to the Big 12 championship game this weekend. Let's say let's say Baylor wins the Big 12 championship. I don't think Oklahoma falls too far because they would have split with Baylor this season. Oklahoma's already at number seven. Do they fall enough spots after losing to number nine Baylor in the Big 12 title game? I don't know. And I think if you're the Cotton Bowl, you would love to get a chance to bring in Oklahoma. And let's say you get a chance to have a rematch between Oklahoma and Boise State. I mean, what kind of story is that? Uh, that would be pretty fun to see. But So I, I think I got to know which team is going to be available. If, if Oklahoma is in the Sugar Bowl, does the Cotton Bowl go with, say, Baylor or Penn State? If you're the Cotton Bowl, you're probably going to take Penn State. Let's be honest, right? I know Baylor is a more local team. They're in the state of Texas. But Penn State fans are going to travel. Not that Baylor fans won't, but there's more Penn State fans out there, I would think. But I'd be very curious to see how that boils down. I, I do think it's going to be based on whatever team is ranked higher. And I, think, I do think that there's a chance that Penn State could get ahead of Baylor should Baylor lose this weekend uh, against uh, Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. So... Lots of stuff going on here. Now, if all those three scenarios for the New Year's Six do fall apart, <laughs> I, and I know it's a looking a little bit more dire than it was a week ago because of that shabby performance against Rutgers, but I still think Penn State's going to get one of those spots out there. Don't know which one right now, but I do think it's entirely still there for the taking for Penn State. And if, if Penn State's in the top 10, I think that it's almost a slam dunk that they're going to play in one of those games somewhere. Because I don't think there's going to be a bowl that's going to want to not have a top 10 Penn State team if they're an option compared to, say, Baylor or um, you know, maybe even Wisconsin. I don't know. But I do think that Penn State's got a, a pretty decent chance. But if they do fall out of that, then we are talking about games like the Citrus Bowl or maybe even the Outback Bowl. And a lot of people are saying that the Outback Bowl is going to be the team. You know, I think the Citrus Bowl could very well be there for Michigan Penn State was just in the Citrus Bowl, uh, so I don't I don't know if there's a rule against it, but I don't think that they would take Penn State's second straight year. So I think that would drop Penn State down to something like the Outback Bowl. I don't think we're going to go down far enough to talk about the Pinstripe Bowl or the uh, the Quick Lane Bowl or you know, anything like that. The Pinstripe Bowl, I, I don't think we're going to go nearly down that far because this is still a 10 and two Penn State team. It's a very attractive at a number 10 ranking, potentially a number 10 ranking, I should say based on the playoff committee rankings, but this is a team that's not going to have a terrible bowl destination this season. I still think it's going to be a New Year's Six bowl game, but you know we could be talking about the Outback Bowl. I just don't think that it's going to get down that far down the pecking order for Penn State.
But come back tomorrow, my opinion could very well change just based on what we see from the selection committee playoff rankings tonight because that is going to be the ultimate indication for where we're heading on Sunday when the bowl destinations and matchups are created and finalized. So a lot of stuff could change tonight. We already went through everything you need to pay attention to, but come back tomorrow. We'll react to the rankings and see how this changes the bowl outlook uh, in a more definitive way, I think. And it should be a lot of fun to get into with tomorrow's episode. So make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're on all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, iHeartRadio. We also have an RSS feed if you need that for any other podcasting app you may be using. And if you are subscribed, make sure you're reading and reviewing because it does help us grow the show moving forward. We'd like to get some of your feedback and help spread the word a little bit moving forward as we try to continue with some off-season coverage, getting ready for the bowl season. Should be a lot of fun right here on the podcast. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. You can also check out my national coverage on AthlonSports.com and College Football Talk on NBCSports.com. In tomorrow's episode, as I said, we'll react to the latest college football playoff rankings. We'll take a look at the updated bowl outlook based on those rankings. And if you have any mailbag questions, feel free to send them in. And maybe by then we'll have an update on the whole James Franklin coaching situation moving forward. Of course, we'll comment on that as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Have a great Tuesday. And until then, I will talk to you tomorrow.